Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizaki. Growing in Grace, that's the name of our program. I'm Mike, along with Joel. We're glad you found us. Thanks for telling a friend about us, too. We get together for about 15 minutes a week and uh, just talk about the, the goodness of God and hopefully bring a perspective to you that will help you in your relationship with Him. Uh, we were talking off the air, Joel, about how sometimes we can take a, a verse of Scripture, as we've been talking about the past few weeks, taking Scripture and misunderstanding them because we pluck them out of the context from which they were intended. That doesn't mean that we're all experts, uh, even those of us who are growing in grace. That doesn't mean we're experts in interpreting the Bible. But it's very clear to me, as the years have gone by, some of the things that I was taught by plucking verses out, putting them on the wall or on the refrigerator, and, and you know memorizing a verse here and a verse there. And sometimes you get a complete misunderstanding of what, of what God is like, and, and it carries over into your relationship with Him as far as as far as perspective goes, anyway. Yeah, well, you know, one thing that we talked about, we you know, we brought up, you know, the words of Jesus in Matthew six were. Where Jesus says, if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Not to get into it uh, in the in in the depth that we did in the past weeks, but you know we come, have come to see that as Jesus talking old covenant to people, you know, talking the old covenant, the law to people, and and we contrasted this with now that we've been saved. You know, he's Jesus is trying to get people to understand that if they want to get to God by their own works, by their own deeds, even by forgiving others, even by how well they can do all this stuff, that it's impossible. Bringing people to the understanding that it's it's grace that they need, it's Christ that they need, and, and not law. And so we contrasted the words of Jesus, if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses, with some words uh, that are straight New Covenant talk, like from Paul, where he said, forgive each other just as in Christ God forgave you. So God has already forgiven us. And and in Colossians 1, where he says, talking about Jesus, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. We've been forgiven. We're called to forgive, as, uh, he's, as Paul says in Colossians 3.13, not in order to for God to forgive us, but because the Lord forgave us. Colossians 3.13 says, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And so that word you used, Mike, a little while ago, perspective, just the way that we view God. If if you view God in this old covenant perspective, like if, if you're thinking that Jesus is talking to you as a Christian, uh, and and these are important words. Again, we're not taken away from what Jesus said. We're just trying to apply them in the proper covenant, in the proper context. If you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive you your trespasses. If you're viewing God that way, your perspective of him and of how you uh, p- perform in, in your Christian life uh, is going to be contrasted greatly, is going to be skewed greatly compared to the truth of the new covenant that we've been forgiven already. And so if we're viewing God, how we view God, how we have, you know, perceived God, how he's looking at us, it's so important because it will affect our daily lives. It will forget, it will affect how we go about 
forgiving others? Are we are we forgiving others because we think we got to earn God's forgiveness, or are we forgiving because we've come to understand the fullness of the forgiveness we've already received in Christ? There's a there's a whole difference. You can live your life in fear if you're living from. I know I did for a long time. I lived in fear, Mike, that. If I didn't forgive other people, well, I wasn't going to be forgiven, and therefore I'd, I'd, I'd end up in hell. And I, I found out, fortunately, through the grace, the message of God's grace, that I've been forgiven, and now I'm free to forgive others. I haven't done it perfectly, but that's okay because I'm growing in grace instead of trying to perform to earn God's grace and forgiveness. Well, you know, what it does, I think, Joel, is uh, as you as you grow in grace, and come to the realization of, of God's unconditional love and his forgiveness that was for free because of the price that Jesus paid. Freely you have received, now freely give. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you have received forgiveness freely and now it gives you the, the freedom. I know I'm using the word free quite a bit here, uh, but now it gives you the freedom to forgive others. That's what it does. Now, some people don't always get that, uh, not right away anyway, but uh, you can apply it to almost so many other areas of our lives where uh, even just giving in and of itself, uh, for example, and uh, all the different things that people do, good deeds, nice things that get done, helping others. I, you know, I could go through a list of, of, of good works. And, and unfortunately, even a lot of born-again believers, um, not you know, a, a lot of people, without even realizing it, are putting a lot of effort into good works uh, in hopes that it will uh, cause God to show favor on them somehow, um, either through eternal life or uh, financial blessing or, or protection of some kind, you know, by doing the right things that God will protect us. Um, it, but, you know, that, then it, it all comes back to thro- being thrown on us again. It, it, all of these blessings that come from God, it's not our responsibility to, to do something to receive God's blessings. Um, at least I, I don't believe that. I believe maybe under the old covenant people were under that impression. But I, I believe under the new covenant, Joel, that God already blesses us. And uh, just because of Jesus, not because of our obedience. And uh, that's just me. That's the way I see it through the eyes of grace. And I think once people begin to to realize that God is on their side at all times, um, regardless of ourselves. You see, I, I like what Steve McVeigh said in one of his recent newsletters. Um, it's not about you, and it mm-hmm. never has been, <laughs> not even under the old covenant. Remember, the law was just given to bring you to Christ. It was never given to try to get you to live right. And so once we get, begin to see some of these things, Joel, it just it will change your life, and you will begin to experience the true joy of, of what the gospel uh, provides for all of us. Yeah, well, when when the focus is on us, I mean, we, it it can appear uh, very religious. It can appear very holy. Uh, like when when I'm trying to perform for God, when when I'm trying to do good works to you know to please God, it can appear very very sanctified and holy and good. Uh, but really, when the focus is on me, I think it's Paul Anderson Walsh that that said something like this of the Grace Project in England. You know that if whether it, if whether it's me living for me, you know, to satisfy my uh, earthly desires, you know, my evil desires, or if it's me living for God, it's still either way, it's still me that's doing the living. 
what the truth of the exchange life is and walking in grace is that it's no longer like you say mike it's no longer about me it's about god it's about what he has done in and through us and and what he what he himself continues to do in and through us because we're his workmanship we're his workmanship not our own workmanship we're created uh, by him you know to walk in good works that he prepared beforehand that we should walk in them not that we should perform them ourselves but that we walk in them by his grace you know steve mcveigh uses this term i think it's him uh, that has used this term analysis paralysis when the focus of our christian life is on us and our performance for god we can get so caught up in analyzing every little action we take. You know, have I really forgiven so and so? I mean, eh, I, I, I can forgive that person, but I just can't forget, you know, uh, I just can't forget. And, oh, I, I know that I thought that thought the other day. Uh, I know that I, I, I do things that I shouldn't do. Am I really trying hard enough to make myself right? And, you know, we can just live with this analyzing our lives all the time whereas when we're walking in grace we can chuck that stuff out the window put our focus completely on jesus and his performance and his life that he's living in and through us and instead of having to analyze every single mode of inaction uh, we can trust that he is living his life in and through us that he's going to steer us he's going to guide us He's going to help us to walk in freedom without using our freedom as a license to sin. He's going to help us as we grow in simply understanding that he is a God who has completely forgiven us and who loves us and who is entirely and fully sufficiently able to perform what he wants to do in and through us. So do keep in mind some some of what we've been talking about the past few weeks with uh, the new... Testament, beginning in the book of Matthew, not necessarily the New Covenant, which becomes more evident in the book of Acts. Because it, if you start taking some things that Jesus said to uh, and, and misinterpret what he was saying and to who he was saying it to, it's going to throw everything else out of line uh, when it comes to understanding uh, the gospel and, and God's unconditional love. And um, that's not to say that what Jesus said isn't important. It is important. He has uh, a tremendous uh, insight and, and teaching uh, in, in the Gospels. And there's some great things to learn, of course. But one of the great things I learn as I read through the Gospels, Joel, and I know that, again, sometimes things can be plucked out of context, but as a whole, as you thumb through the pages of the Gospel, I, I think it was Peter who said it. Uh, everywhere Jesus went, he went around doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. You ever notice God, uh, Jesus, as God, uh, as a man here on the earth, uh, as the God-man? Uh, he, he never seemed to turn anybody down. I mean, people came to him. They had needs. I never really saw Jesus turn anybody away. The, one of the closest times he came to turning somebody away was uh, the Samaritan woman. Uh, and, and Jesus said, hey, you know what? That's not right to take the bread and uh, give it to the dogs. i got to feed the children. Uh, and she says, yeah, but even the dogs get the crumbs from the table. And, and he said, whoa, you know, good answer. Here, let me meet your need. And uh, that's, that's God. That's Jesus. He, he loves you. He's on your side. He's not against you. He's uh, not looking for you to stumble. And, and look for opportunities to punish you because you didn't do the right thing. 
but that's the perception some people have of God, and uh, that kind of crushes my heart when I when I see that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we're getting ready to wrap things up, and one, I guess, one final thought uh, that just kind of came to my mind uh, when when thinking about Jesus and His words, because. The words that he said were very important. They had a specific pur- purpose. Well, just imagine Jesus saying to you, coming up to you and saying, you know what, see that mountain over there? You've got to get to the other side of that mountain. You know, and, and here's how you do it. you got to climb here. you got to go there. you got to take a left here. you got to go up here. This is exactly how you need to do this to get over that mountain. And you look at that mountain and you say, that's... Uh, impossible. I, I I can't do that, Jesus. And uh, or else you can set off and try to do it yourself, and eventually you're going to say, I just can't do this. And so what Jesus does, you know, his words are important. His words are true. You've got to get over that mountain in order to get to your destination. But what Jesus says is, you know, when you've realized I just can't do this, as he says, hop on my back. I can do this. You just enjoy the ride. You just enjoy the journey. Because it's me who's performing this. That's the whole point of the gospel. Is that it's all about the performance of Jesus Christ. Performing stuff that we as human beings, jars of clay, we could never perform. Jesus performed it all for us. He says, hop on my back. Just join with me. And, and, and I'm going to do all the work. I'm going to do it in and through you. You just rest, relax, abide in me, and enjoy it. Well, I'm Joel along with Mike. This has been Growing in Grace, and we'll get back with you more uh, with more talk about Growing in Grace next time. Feel free to check us out at graceroots.org. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.